With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Kedushan Dachnon Beis, page 52. We're in the middle of trying to figure out who is correct in the argument between Rav and Abaye in regards to Kedushan Shem Esrin Lubiya, a uh, marriage that was done, and it involves creation of a marriage which will not bring about the possibility of being able to have relations with that woman. For instance, where a man tries to marry two sisters at the same time, so it's impossible to, or, or one out of two sisters more accurately, because it's impossible for him to, to have relations with one woman because it might be, he might be married to his, the sister of that woman, and it's forbidden to have relations with the woman who you were married to the sister. So Rav has said that Kedushin Shem is not considered a good marriage, and Abai said it is. So we're still trying to prove who is correct? Toshima will bring you proof. The Tani Tevyumi we learned in a brisa of Tevyumi. Lezeh chamisha bonim. Let's say one guy has five sons and one guy has five daughters. And he says, one of your daughters will be married to one of my sons. And Rashi points out, by the way, that we're talking about a case where the where the sons all made their father to be their shliach, to be their messenger, by asking, of course, in a very appropriate way. So, each one of these women needs five separate divorce documents from each of the five boys. If one of them dies, each one of them needs four divorce documents from the four remaining sons. And also they need to do chalitza because they might have been married to the fifth one. And therefore, they might need to do yibum. And therefore, only one person has to do that because once one has done it, she's free. So now, what do we see over here? We see over here that it's not clear who they meant to marry. And nevertheless, it's, and it's Kedushin Shem Yisrael Lubiya. It's not possible to possibly, any of them cannot have relations with any of them because they might be married to the one, to this girl's sister. And what do we see? That there is something here that you need to get a divorce document. If you want to say that this case, similar to the previous cases, is where they originally did know and in the end it became mixed up, that's not true. It says, one of your sons, I want them to marry one of my daughters, which means it's quite clear that it was unclear. So the Gemara says to you to the Rava, to Yufta, that it's a shlug on Rava. Rava is knocked out. There are six halachos which are represented by this acronym Ya'al Kigam. And the kuf of Kigam is Kedushin Shem Yisrael Libya. In this case, we indeed paskin. We hold like Abaye. In all of the places where we have an argument within Rava and Abaye, we paskin like Rava. We hold like Rava. Now the Gemara continues. We have a story in the Mishnah with five women. Amarav, Shmamino, Rav says, we can deduce, Mimasnisim, from this case of the Mishnah, Arba, four different halachos, Vinokit, Rav, Biyodetolas. But out of those four halachos, only three of them were clear enough for Rav to say them all the time. And the fourth one he didn't have clear. Shmamino, the first thing we can deduce is, Hamakadish, Bepiris, Shuyas, Mikudashes. Someone tries to marry with fruits of Shemitah, it indeed works. It's considered yours. We can also deduce that if you try to get married with something which is stolen, it will not work. Even if we're talking about something that was stolen from her. And so even though she accepts it, which would seem to imply that she doesn't care that you stole it from her, and she's mochal, she forgives it, nevertheless, they're not considered married. How can we deduce this? From the fact that it says, it was theirs. And it was Shemitah. It's only because it was Shemitah came out of their field and it was ownerless. If it was any other year besides for Shemitah, you wouldn't be able to do it. So therefore that implies that if it was indeed stolen, even if it was stolen from them, he cannot marry, he can't marry a woman with something that was stolen. The third thing we can deduce here is that a woman can become a messenger for her friend. Even though she's becoming her co-wife. And we find in regards to other, uh, in regards to other things that a co-wife is not believed. For example, as Rashi 
Rashi explains that all kinds of adios, all kinds of testimony that a woman is believed and a co-wife is not believed because you don't trust her. However, over here, we will indeed trust her to be a shliach, to be a messenger. That's okay. So now the Gemara continues. What's the fourth thing? The fourth thing that he didn't want to say. That the fourth thing is in regards to the halacha of kedushin shemesurin lebiya, kedushin a marriage that took place where it's impossible for the man to be able to have relations with one of his women. So this case is for sure involving that v'nichashva. So why don't we include it? Why doesn't he say that? Mishnah the mesafkalei because it's not clear. Rav was not clear from the Mishnah which way to deduce if it should be like Abaye who says that indeed it is considered a kedushin, or like Rav that it's not going to be considered a kedushin. Kisalik Rabbi when Rabbi Zera left, Amar he said this whole piece that we just said about that Rav said in front of Rabbi Yechanan Amarlei, and Rabbi Yechanan said to him, "Me Amar Rav Hachi, did Rav really say this?" Now the Gemara says, "Why was Rabbi Yechanan saying did Rav really say this?" And doesn't Rabbi Yechanan himself say like Rav? Rabbi Yechanan himself said, "Gazel, Gazal Bailim." If let's say he stole it, says he stole something, and the Bailim had not given up on it, so the neither of them had the ability to to donate it to the temple. It's not considered the Gazans. It's not considered the, that it belongs to the guy who stole it. This one because it's not his. And the original owners can't do it either. They can't make it holy to the temple because it's not inside of his domain. So how could Rabbi Yechanan be saying, how did Rav say that? If he himself holds like Rav. This is what he meant. Is it true that Rav said like me? I'll ask you a question. If someone went and, and uh, was Makadish, he married a woman with something that was stolen. Gezel, uh, Hamas, and Geneva are just different types of ways of stealing. One is where you did it out in the open and the guy saw you. That's Gezel. And one is the case, Hamas, is where, it's, where you went and you extorted somebody. You convinced them to sell it to you, even though they didn't really want to sell it. And Geneva is where you stole it and uh, nobody knows that you did it. Or you grab the coin from her hand, and you married her, Mikudeshes. It is considered married. So how can we say that in regards to marriage, that you can't be Mikudeshes, you can't marry with someone with something that's stolen? So my answer is, That case is talking about where you actually stole directly from her. And so from the fact that she accepted it, that shows that she's mocha, that she forgives you. So now the Gemara asks, What is it in the end? That if he grabbed the coin from her, so we can deduce that the first case is talking about where he hadn't taken the money from her. How can you tell me that that's the understanding? The Gemara says, no. The, the, the Mishnah, the Brisa, is coming to explain what's going on. The first case it talks about is actually going to be explained by the second case. If he went and he was Mekadash here, married her with something that was stolen, for example, where he stole it from her hand, and he married her with it. We turned on the Mbezim page 52b. Wait, so the Gemara says, wait, what's going on? The case that we said our Mishnah is, is talking about where he stole it from her, from the, from the women themselves. And what does Rav say? That they're not considered married. So how can you resolve by saying that over here we're talking about where it's stolen from her? Rav clearly said that even if you steal it from her, you still won't be married. Why? Because she's not Mochel. Even though she accepted it, she doesn't forgive you. The Gemara says, Lekasha. It's not a problem. It depends if there was any introduction in this relationship. If they have, they've already 
already been involved in talking about shidduchim. They're, they've gone out a few times, and he's and she's ready to marry him. And she, and he steals from her, and he gives her the money, and says, "I want you to be married with with this money." So then she's mochel. Then she forgives him. But if they've never had any introduction, he runs over to her, he steals money from her hand, and says, "You're married to me with this money." So of course she's not mochel. She doesn't forgive him. And that's what the second case is going on. Now the Gemara continues. Ha'hi is said there was a certain woman that have a kamashi kara b'mashichel demaya. She was washing her leg in a bucket of water. Asahugavra, a man came along, Khatav Zuzi Mechari stole a coin from his friend Vishodala and threw it to her. Amarlamakanchali, and he said, Be married to me. Asahugavra came Lakamid Rava, he came in front of Rava, this guy who tried to marry her. Amar less the Khashlaha Drib Shimin to Amar Stamgzeliosh Bailam Havi. So Rava responded and said to him, I'm sorry, buddy, but you're not considered married because the only person that might consider you married is Rib Shimon because he holds that when you steal something and you steal it from in front of his face, so people give up because they never expect to be able to get their money back. But we don't hold like Rib Shimon, and we hold that in fact when you steal from him, he does not give up, he does indeed expect to get it back. And therefore, when you marry her, there was no Yeush Bailam, the original owners had not given up, and it didn't transfer into her possession, and you have not married. Hahu Arisa, there was a certain sharecropper, the Kaddish Bemuza de Shamchi, that tried to marry a woman with uh, onions that he had taken from the place that he worked. Aslakameh de Rava, he came in front of Rava and asked if it indeed had worked. man achlach. So he said to him, who forgave you? Meaning, the, the person who owns the field that you work for, he didn't give you that part, he didn't take his part, so therefore you, it's not considered yours. It's only talking about this head of an onion. But we're talking about bundles. So if we're talking about a bundle, so where the sharecropper takes a bundle, so he can always say to the to the owner of the land, I took my bundle, meaning they always split things up by the bundles. That's something that's a normal way to split things up. So you can say, I took my bundle, you take your bundle, and this bundle will be mine. So therefore, indeed, if he had taken a bundle, he would have been able to marry her. But here, he did not. The Gemara continues. There was a certain guy who used to work for someone else making beer out of dates. The Kaddish Bepruma de Shechra. What he did was he tried to marry this woman with the leftovers of the dates that he had squeezed out already in order to make this beer. Asa Mari de Shechra. Ashkeche. So the owner of the, of the dates of the beer came and found him. Amarle, Amarle, Tesev, Mehai Kharifa. He said, Why don't you take from these ones that are stronger? That one you used that was squeezed out, it didn't have so much taste left in it. You should have used these ones. So that implied that it was okay with him. He was, he was fine with it. The Balabais, the owner of the stuff that this guy was working by, was fine. Also, they came in the Rava, they came in front of Rava. He said the only time that we find that when someone says you should have taken better things, that he really means it, is only in regards to Truma, Bilvad, alone. So over here, said Rava, since since you're working for him, and we're not talking about Truma, so when he said that he was just embarrassed, he didn't want you to feel bad. But the truth is that if you would have asked him from the onset, he wouldn't have been masking, he wouldn't have agreed for you to take that thing. And therefore, they're not considered married. The Tanya, we find in Abraisa that it is true in regards to Truma. Kate said, what's the case? Kate said, Amru, Tarim Shalemidas, Truma, Truma. When do we say that if someone does it without your permission, it's considered that he's taken off the tithes for you? Let's say someone goes into the field of his friend, Velikate, Vitaram, and he takes. He collects some stuff and he takes off truma shalibershus without the permission of the person. If we have to be worried that the guy the guy's upset because he stole, so it's not considered truma. Vim lav truma truma. If not, then it is considered truma. How do we know if the balabayis, the person who owns the field, is upset about it? Im lav or not? Let's say the guy comes umotzai and he finds him doing what he's doing. Says, Why don't you go to better ones? 
if indeed there are better ones to be found, then it's clear that he meant that he wanted him indeed to do it better. And the fact that he did it already, he's maskim, he's okay with that. But if there aren't any better ones, so then he was saying it facetiously, he was saying it sarcastically. And therefore, this that he did was not considered that he took off truma. And let's say the owners were collecting stuff and adding on to the truma. So then the original guy who did it, in fact, the truma that he took off does take effect. But in our case, where, he, where the guy went, he was a sharecropper and he's marrying someone with, the, with this thing. The only reason he said, why don't you go take better ones, he was, didn't want the guy to feel bad. That's why he said, but it's not really, if you would have asked him on the onset, he wouldn't have been masking, he wouldn't have agreed, and therefore they're not considered married because the guy used something that wasn't really his. Let's say somebody tries to marry a woman with his portion, he's a Kohen, he's trying to marry a woman with a portion that he got in the holy things, in the carbonus and the sacrifices. Whether we're talking about the holy of the holies or the lighter level holiness, you can't do it. It's, they're not considered married. That's what we're talking about, the second tithe, which is something that you have to bring to Jerusalem. Whether you did this intentionally or unintentionally, according to Rabbi Meir, it's not going to work. If you did it by accident, indeed it won't work. But if you did it intentionally, it will indeed work. Because Rabbi Huda holds that Meiser Shani, the second tithe that you have to bring to Jerusalem, is considered that it belongs not to God, in a certain sense, but it belongs to you, to the person. Therefore, you can marry someone with it. We're going to see in the Gemara why it is that it has to be done intentionally and not by accident. Ube Hektish, if let's say you're talking about something which belonged to the temple and you did it intentionally, Kidesh, so you can get married. But if it was done by accident, you can't. Rabbi Huda says, If it was done unintentionally, yeah, it works. But if you did it intentionally, it does not work. Gemara, we begin the Gemara. Let us say that our mission is not like Rabbi Yosiak Lili, the time we learn in Raisa. The verse says that you will do some kind of act of treachery against one's friend, but the way it refers to it is that you're, that you're doing treachery against God. So from the fact that it uses this Lashem, so we learn that Rabbi Yosiak Lili learns that like this. That from the fact that it uses the word Bashem in God, so it's teaching you that there are certain cases which you you might think that they're considered gods, that it belongs to God. For instance, Kachim Kalam, which is a lighter level of a sacrifice of holiness. So it's considered that it's his thing. Because we find that in regards to a swear, you only swear in regards to something, or this verse is only talking about things that belong to the to a person. And if it belongs to a it belongs to the temple, so it's not considered yours. But here we see that it's still considered yours, So that sounds not like our mission, because in our mission we said that Kachim Kalam are not considered yours. They're considered that they belong to God, and therefore you can't marry a woman with them. So Gemara answers, We could even say that this mission is going according to Rabbi Yosei Haglili. Kikam Rabbi Yosei Haglili mechaim. When did Rabbi Yosei Haglili say it's considered mamoin hedir, that it's considered a regular person's money and it doesn't belong to the Beis HaMikdash? Only when the animal is still alive, before you've actually sacrificed it. Avali Acha Shechita, once it's already been slaughtered, loy. Then it's going to be considered that it belongs now to the to to God to the temple. My time. What's the reason? If let's say you go and you get some food, let's say you you get some f- meat from the sacrifice, so you're getting it back, and when you when you get it now, it belongs to God. And you're getting it back from God, so therefore you can't take that meat and go and marry a woman with, with that. It's not considered yours. It's considered God's. God's. We can deduce this if you if we carefully read it, because it says It says a person who marries with his portion. Meaning, it's not his thing that was originally his. It's the portion that he got after it was already sacrificed, after it was already slaughtered. It's not considered that they're married. It's a good proof. 
Tanur Rabbanon, we learned in a brisa. After Rabbi Meir passed away, Amar Lehem Rabbi Yehuda Lotalmidah, Rabbi Yehuda said to his students, Do not let in Rabbi Meir's students into here, because they're fighters. They're not coming to learn Torah, but rather they're trying to knock me out with what they know. One of the students of Rabbi Meir was Sumchus, and he pushed his way in, he came into the yeshiva of Rabbi Yehuda. Amar Lehem, and he said as follows, this is what Rabbi Meir taught us. If a coin tries to marry a woman with his portion, whether we're talking about the lighter level holiness or the, the greater level of holiness, he can't do it. So Rabbi Huda was upset. Rabbi Huda got angry. He said to them, Didn't I say this to you? Don't let these students Rabbi Meir into here because they're, they're fighters. They're not coming to learn Torah. They're trying to knock me out, to, to pull out my feet from under me. That's what they're coming for. And Rabbi Huda said, What was Rabbi Meir saying? What's a woman doing inside of the Azar, inside of the Beis HaMikdash? Meaning, Rabbi Meir is saying that you can go and you can marry a woman with the Kachim, with the holy stuff. The holy stuff can't be brought out of the sanctuary of the temple. And women aren't allowed to go in there. So how can we even talk about a coin marrying a woman there? This case doesn't even make any sense. Rabbi Meir can't possibly be right. Um, Rabbi Yaisi, so Rabbi Yaisi heard this and he said, Yaim Rumeir Shachar, they're going to say the mayor died. Yehuda Kas, Rabbi Yehuda got angry. Yaisi Shosak, they're going to say that I, Rabbi Yaisi, was quiet. What's going to be with the words of the Torah? We need, we need truth. It's possible even if a woman can't get in there, but uh, let's say a man wanted to marry off his daughter and he was inside of there, a coin, right? So he would be able to do that, theoretically. And Rabbi Meir is saying, you can't do that. Or can a woman make a messenger to be makal, to receive the kedushin, the, the marriage, while, when they're inside of the azar, inside of the temple? And additionally, we still need to really answer this question. Let's say a woman pushed her way in. She wasn't supposed to be there, but she did. And she accepted her kedushin. What's going to be the halacha in that case? So Rabbi Meir's halacha is indeed important, and we need to know it. Tanya, we learned in Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, In such a case, they would indeed be considered married. Rabbi Yehuda says, No, they're not considered married. Both of them learned out from the same verse. This shall be for you from the Holy of Holies from the fire. The verse says it shall be for you. It's teaching it can be for use, used for any of your purposes. You can even marry a woman with it. Rabbi Yosi holds no. Like fire. Meaning at the end of the verse it says it shall be for you from the Holy of Holies from the fire. What's the fire? The fire is referenced in this back to the altar. Just like the altar so it completely consumes the food, it can't be used for any other purpose. So too, when the Kohen receives this thing, so it can only be used for eating, it can't be used for any other purpose.